0: Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess, and this is episode 91 because I forgot to say that part, (laughs) but otherwise I did it without the script. Yay! It is so good to see you. It's Mm -hmm. been a bit. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to catch up on, and we didn't Mm -hmm. have green room time, so I'm a little nervous that personal things could burst uh, from this dialogue, and so I'm going to try to... Okay. Well, that'd do a post green room. (laughs) Yeah, because usually we do some green room time prior, so that, uh, for lack of a better term, Allison doesn't spill the beans on a recording that goes out to humans, (laughs) other than the two of us to listen to. I am very excited because um, there are some things we're going to talk about today, closing Mm -hmm. out our Word of the Year. I think giving maybe some hints as to the what's coming and what's ahead. And Tess started our dialogue with, can I do something different? Can I share something? And I love, 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 love surprises. (laughs) So I'm, I'm excited and ready to um, be
1: enlightened. Okay. It's not anything like Major, I mean, please don't build it up. You've built now up expectations. But it was something funny that I saw, like someone shared this tweet, right, on Instagram or something. And it, it's, it leans into generations, and I already know what your answer is going to be to this, but it's basically a question. And it was like, you can tell a lot about a person by what TV show they think GG stands for. Golden Girls. Yes.
0: Without hesitation. Without hello.
1: hesitation. I know that that was going to be your answer. There were two very very popular TV shows that were initial GG when I was growing up, like in my in the height of my adolescence, right? Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl.
0: And I've the, not seen either of those. I
1: know you haven't. I knew Gilmore, <laughs> or I knew Golden Girls is going to be your response, but the whole this tweet by Akili Flattery, want to give credit, said you can tell everything you need to know about a person by whether they, they think GG stands for Gilmore Girls or Gossip Girl. And I when I read that, I'm like, well, they are excluding golden girls. Obviously it's for a particular generation and I know Allie's gonna respond golden girls with this. But I just thought it was so interesting because like even the difference between Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl is like such a big generational divide of in like my generation, right? When we were like we experienced both during like the height of adolescence. Um, and then there's um golden girls you know so this is great this is great because I am learning a lot about
0: as you know but maybe not all listeners know I am not a tv person mm-hmm. I I have this tv plugged in above my fire I don't even have it plugged in I have this tv above my fireplace that I don't I <laughs> don't hardly ever use. turn on <laughs> unless there's something specific um like CBS Sunday morning sometimes or uh I've, I've been going through uh, everything Ted Lasso so I can't just watch Ted Lasso on my computer I have to watch it on the screen because mm-hmm. I clap so much I'm so <laughs> physically into the show and overjoyed um and if you read my music notes I talked about I mean how musically it's so mm-hmm. beautiful so I want to hear it in a bigger way um but I make exceptions otherwise I don't watch much tv and everyone is into Yellowstone I
1: have like, heard of
0: it Yellowstone is some show that everybody's into. Anyway, as you know, I have a tendency to stay away from something if everybody's into it.
1: Um, yeah, because well, word, we're I will. Both like that.
0: No, yep. I'm an Aquarius, so I rebel, and so I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna read Glennon Doyle's Untamed book, and I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna until exactly the right person says to me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: "Here's why you should read this," and then I will. It, it can't just be the general cultural norm to do it because mm-hmm. I'll fight it. But if somebody who I respect tremendously says, you should read this or you should watch this and here's why, I will. And Glennon Doyle's Untamed like changed my life and I can thank my my strengths coach and, and wild um, inspiration Kristen for that. However, I've been hearing about everybody and their dog watching Yellowstone. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Whatever. Kevin Costner, whatever. I'm not watching this. And then I was, I think I was very lucky I spent um, the holiday solo and I was lucky that um, my friends, Abby and Wade, um, as as per usual, are so inclusive and treat me like family. And, and Wade has now started calling me his, his sister. He's an only. So he started calling me his sister. He um, his parents were here from from Texas. And so Abby was so sweet to include me in Thanksgiving dinner. And when I went, they were watching football on the TV. And something came up about Yellowstone. And I said, oh, I haven't seen it. And Wade's stepdad turned to me and he goes, did you love Dallas? Now, Dallas was a show along with Knots Landing, Falcon Crest, uh, Dynasty. Like, it was basically mm-hmm. a Thursday or Friday evening version of a, I mean, it was kind of a, a soap opera. But in a different setting. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I love Dallas. And he said, if you love Dallas, you will love Yellowstone. And now, with intention, I'm going to start watching Yellowstone. I get to um, spend, again, holidays solo. Um, The kids Mm -hmm. will be here the week after. um, But I will be having some solo time the week of Christmas. And so I'm Mm -hmm. putting Yellowstone on my list. All of you should put Golden Girls on your list it's fantastic. I know. I, we know. We know. I plan. took such heat, <laughs> such heat for um, for referring to it in uh, on our trip to St. Lucia because I have a Golden Girls mask. I have Golden I Girls, it. you know, shirt. Mm-hmm. I, I love Golden Girls. And if I saw someone else wearing it, I would go up and say, oh, my gosh, I love your shirt, Golden Girls. Um, it's... It's a fabulous show for a thousand different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I would like to stay on the theme of surprise for just a bit before we get into closing the year. One of the things that I'm learning about myself and learning in this solo space and the year of the muse Mm -hmm. is to pay close attention to the things that fill my heart up. Like what gives me joy? Dancing gives me joy. Music gives me joy and being intentional Mm -hmm. about how I share it. Right. The music notes that I've shared, um, some of the things that I've done. So I've started thinking about essentially it's almost a golden rule kind of thing. Like what how would I want to be treated or treat Mm -hmm. someone else the way that I would wish to be treated? I've started showing up at the airport that way. So it is the ultimate surprise, and as we know, we're getting into Love Actually season. Um, also, when I don't watch TV, the only movie that I watch during Christmas is I watch that, just to release tears. Okay. But I
1: love it, and I, I love the airport. You've not seen Love Actually? No. Have we discussed this before? We have, and I also have not seen Almost Famous. I actually put that on my queue. I saw it advertised because I know it's your favorite. And so I, I like, checkmarked it to watch so I could get some of your Almost Famous references.
0: I'm going to ask of you between now and the end of the year, the year of the muse, that you please watch Almost Famous because the second you meet Penny Lane, you will understand me on a completely different (laughs) level. I just wrote my last blog post was a letter to her Mm -hmm. that I penned at a Johnny Cash themed dive bar called Mean-Eyed Cat. And I, by my, again, by myself, notebook, camera, the usual stuff to make me feel less uncomfortable. And it just all came to me. And I wrote this letter to Penny, thanking mm-hmm. her for the Year of the Muse and thanking her for, for the way she showed up. So please, please, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, but airports are some of my favorite places to be. And because of the opening scene, in Almost Famous, where they talk about this, what you witness at an airport. And I've been flying a lot, I've been traveling a ton. And when I come up the escalator, so at DIA, which is a huge airport, you come up the escalator and you see, for the first moment after you've gotten off the plane and you go all the way on the train and you go through the different stops and it takes you forever to get from your plane to getting out of the airport.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: When you come up the escalator, you see where people are being greeted and picked up. Mm -hmm. And there is not a time that my eyes don't search the whole space for a surprise to me. Like someone is going to be waiting for me there. It's almost, maybe it's a little bit of manifesting, but it also goes back to the, remember when I talked about that? that dream image of chopping peppers and somebody Mm -hmm. knocks at the door. And that's like kind of a narrative for me is the, um, the arrival and who is there anticipating my arrival. Mm -hmm. So there's not a time that I don't come up that escalator and the floors at DIA have been redone. They're very sparkly and my eyes see the sparkles and my eyes look at the sea of people standing there. And it, for a while in travel, it was, like a feeling of disappointment at first. Like, it, nope, it's just me. And you gotta go take your shuttle to your car now. Um, and no one's going to be there. Then it became witnessing mm-hmm. the greeting and I joy and the way people would run and hug one another. I mean, I just, my empathy went from oh, I wish that was me to, oh my gosh, how lucky am I to just even be energetic and yes, Mm -hmm. to be witness to this. Mm -hmm. And I would leave more hopeful and more excited and more just glad to be in the universe to Mm -hmm. witness other people's love and joy. And then recently, kind of like the way that music notes began for me, it came from a place of heart hurt where I couldn't I was sharing music all the time with someone who I cared about very much. And when that relationship ended, I didn't know what to do with that expression of love. And so I came up with, I made a list Mm
2: -hmm. of
0: all the ways that I could give that energy in a smart, helpful, safe, loving, kind way to others. All of these other humans who want to receive it. That's how Music Notes came to be. So I got off the plane one day and I thought, I can totally pick people up, I'm here. So I picked up one of my friends, Um, I will send you the picture, head to toe rock star. I had a pink wig,
2: Mm -hmm. a
0: Save Music Venues mask on, black leather top, black leather boots, and a sign that said, Megatron, your helicopter awaits and big black sunglasses. I had more fun in that, and I could not believe the way that people came up and said, oh my gosh, I wish I was Megatron. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Is he a singer? I don't know who he is. I mean, it was just so much fun. Last night, I picked up my friend Sarah from the airport in head-to-toe Christmas tree. (laughs) I actually, and I'll send this to you. I actually bought a Christmas tree dress and I have a Christmas tree, um, uh,
1: like headband or something. Headband. Oh, yeah, yeah. And
0: I wore my green black Pumas mask, mm-hmm. green tights yeah. and boots, and I stood like this. Yes. And I had I had a little four year old girl come up to me. She goes, "Are you an elf?" And I said, "Yes." Yes. I said, Opera's "Christmas voice. is coming." And then I had I had this rocker dude like badass tatted all up and he came up and he goes solid solid and I mean just the joy other people had in seeing me I mean I I bet I had I'm not kidding Tess 30 people in the short Mm -hmm. time I was standing there come up and say oh my gosh you rock oh my gosh that's great and then one woman stopped and she said I wish you were picking me up Mm -hmm. I wish someone would pick me up like this and I turned to her and I said that's where this came from like, I just... If it's... It's a way to shift wishing
1: mm-hmm.
0: to agency.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and that's going to lead me into one of the things I want to talk to you about. I'm tired of wishing, and so I want to turn things into agency. Yeah. And that feeling that I have that brings me tremendous joy and feels like love is because I'm giving it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I've been so caught in thinking I have to be the recipient, that I didn't have the recognition that it's in giving it that I feel the Mm -hmm. most. The music notes have been tremendous joy to me, um, whether people respond or not. Mm -hmm. It's been a way for me to give unconditionally and without even knowing, and sometimes I don't know. Last night I knew because Sarah was ecstatic. <clears throat> when I picked up my friend Megatron, I had I had an adult beverage for him in the car, a soup and a sandwich. When I picked up my friend Sarah, I had a charcuterie board and an adult beverage for her. Love it. And I just because I thought to myself, when I get off a plane, mm-hmm. I want to feel nourishment and home, <clears throat> yeah. and I want to feel like. I'm seen and recognized. Mm-hmm. So I'll send you pictures of both. I love that. But I'm kind of thinking I could do this as a full-time gig. So if you want to hire me to show up for your friends at the airport, I would gladly pick them up at DIA in whatever costume. Yeah. I'm picking up Lauren on uh, the day after Christmas. She'll never listen to this. I have a completely different idea on Sets. how I'm going to pick her up. Okay. Um, so anyway,
2: mm-hmm.
0: surprise wishing agency
2: mm-hmm.
0: all of it has reminded me of hope and I don't know if you have read Brene's new book yet
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh you've already read it mm-hmm. of course you have. <laughs> I haven't touched it yet it's so good however I listened to her interview
2: mm-hmm. with Glennon
0: Doyle okay and Abby
2: mm-hmm
0: so there are two podcast tests that I wanted to make sure that I shared with you. One is, um, as I mentioned, Brene, Abby. Glennon. Glennon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they were talking about grit versus grind.
1: Hmm.
0: Then I listened to Pico Iver interview Liz Gilbert, and she talked about how hope has become a word she doesn't like anymore. And the difference between, like, hope with realistic realism and hope for oneself. So I want to go first to to Glennon and and Abby and Brene. Brene talked about grit versus grind. And Abby stopped her. No, maybe maybe Glenn and stopped her and said, tell me more about that. And she said, well, grit is the Duckworth, you know, definition is, you know, really around resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, grit demonstrates like, this is about me. I'm going to walk away from something. It's not what I thought. It's not working. It's changing course. It's a pivot. It's letting go. Grind is external and it's focused on what will people think And Abby practically shouts out in the interview or in the podcast, Abby's like, holy shit, this was me. I get it. The grind. I was in the grind. Mm
1: -hmm. It's a culture, right? I was Mm -hmm. like,
0: well, everybody thinks I have to do this. And so what would people Mm -hmm. think if I did it? And now she's in the grit. So she's learning to surf and she surfs every day. And that's grit. Mm -hmm. Grind was her trying to keep going in the in the sports career Mm -hmm. that she was in. So one of the things that I loved that Glennon pointed out is a quote from Brene, anger is a wonderful catalyst, but a terrible companion. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And wow, did that resonate. Actually, I believe that that Glennon said she put that on her tombstone. Um, So I thought it was really interesting that that, Mm -hmm. at first I listened to that, And then I listened to, and that was what I sent you, I listened to Pico and and Liz's conversation. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And Liz talks about losing Raina, her beloved partner, um, to cancer, Mm -hmm. and how Liz went in with a clipboard full of hopeful agency. Mm -hmm. I can hire the best people to work through this pain, to manage this pain, to navigate pain, Mm -hmm. to navigate this grief. I can I'm full of resources. And she said, I wish I would have surrendered more mm. and just allowed yeah. because it turns out I couldn't do anything
2: mm-hmm.
0: about it. So she talks about how it screwed up her her terminology around hope. Yeah, And now what she hopes for is only within. I hope that I can be less judgmental.
2: Mm.
0: I hope that I can surrender. I hope not for something to change, except for her view and perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you'll love it. So two two podcasts that everyone should listen to right o- Of course, in addition to this one, um, should listen to right away. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought about you and how we've talked about hope and how we've talked mm-hmm. about agency, how we've talked about grit,
2: mm-hmm. all
0: of these words and all of these concepts and all of these things that are popular dialogue and important dialogue for all of us right now, you and I have been talking about here Mm
2: -hmm. for a bit. Mm -hmm.
0: And it made me more grateful for these conversations, but also to tie all of this together, and I don't know how you will when you edit this, but when you tie all this together, (laughs) I show up at the airport for someone else out of hope and agency. I'm. I'm done with the wishing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm done with wishing for something else. I'm yeah. just full of hope and agency for what I can mm-hmm. do, and and um. Yeah. Thought, I was very excited to to share that with you. I love Head that. to toe Christmas tree. I you know did a lot of jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Sarah yes. is not. Sarah is my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I, I see her weekly. This was not like someone. I hadn't seen in months or years but it kind of also reminded me of what we what we've spoken about here many Mm -hmm. times how we greet someone that invitation Mm -hmm. the belonging the joy Mm -hmm. just the noting of i'm so glad to see you Mm -hmm. you matter to me you are important to me um i think i've
1: learned a lot about that this year Mm -hmm. yeah well it um reminds me of the quote i know i've shared before Given, you know, all of last year, 2020 being my year of hope um, that Dr. Ann Herman shared with me, um, which was um, hope without plans is just wishful thinking. And so the fact that you've even like kind of talked about, okay, I wish that this were to happen versus hope. I yeah, I, I very much agree with the definition that hope Ha- you have to have some sort of agency and hope, right? I don't agree, and I'm going to have to listen to the Pico Rivera podcast um, with Liz Gilbert because I don't agree that it's just internal. There are a lot of external factors that impact hope. And I don't think hope is a bad thing if you hope for something external and it doesn't come true because the hope isn't about the end result, right? It isn't about getting to a certain place or changing an outcome. It's a mindset that you have. It's a, a way of choosing to live in the present that's future oriented. And it doesn't mean that that future has to come true, right? Because it doesn't, that future itself isn't hope. It's your feelings towards that potential that is hope. And so, but it truly is. I mean, hoping that someone is going to pick you up from the airport when you have no agency over whether or not someone will, isn't hope in my mind. No, it's wish. It's a wish right it's a wish because you don't but, have agency over whether or not someone will surprise you
0: and so all of this dials to like and I knew that's how you would explain it and when you listen to Liz and and Pico you may you may hear it differently okay. the way I heard it was more from surrender mm-hmm. and you may hear it differently but also I knew that when I brought this up you would talk about hope which was a 2020 but you were talking about choice and mm-hmm. choosing to live in that space. And that to me is integrity.
1: Mm -hmm. And choice, your word, right? And like all of our, like our lives, our words all come full circle. They always show up no matter what. (laughs) Yes, it is integrity. Circle makes Mm -hmm. the square, as I like to say. No, it doesn't, just technically speaking. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) Every single time I say super fun survey in relationship to the strengths assessment, I, I have to stop myself Mm -hmm. because I'm not corrected anymore (laughs) and I miss you correcting me. So, so that you know that I do miss you correcting me for every story. Um, for every story that I have, you had Mm -hmm. a data point and for every data point I had a story and, Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into that in a bit about what's projecting for the year ahead. But, um, I, I really wanted to recognize and, see name honor uh be reminded of your word Mm -hmm. of the year and how much how present it was for me even Mm -hmm. when i didn't see you on the regular
1: i love that yeah it's been there's been a lot of change this year (laughs) for both of us and it's been interesting to see how our words of the year have impacted that and manifested in each of our given situations like I do not think integrity has meant so many different things this year and showed up in so many different places it's been a bit frustrating it was like hope it was like when I picked hope in December of 2019 right pre-pandemic who knew that like hope would be what would get us through right like collectively as a society right and it's it's just really neat to see the lines of continuity between that you know integrity when I first really kind of like landed on it and prayer was about bridging the gap between who I say I am and who I am like how I act right like we want to believe we would act a certain way in situations, right. We have this conception of believing we would do the right thing. And I do have a lot of, like, I hold myself to high morals. And so I wanted to basically, you know, I was journaling and reflecting on this year. Like that was the definition I came to was, you know, when I first like landed in prayer on integrity and, and, you know, for me, I thought it was going to be like this intense year of reflecting and like, okay, there's still a gap here. Like, how can you, do make more of an effort to close the gap between who you say you are and who you are, you know, when you act right. And in closing that chasm, right. As, as tight as it can be bridging it in some way, shape or form. But it's been crazy how much what I, and and I think this happens in every word of the year, right? Like how much we, how we expect it to show up and then how it actually shows up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so I was expecting this just introspective year of reflecting and really aligning my actions with my values in every context of my life. Um, And mostly like reflecting about like when I fall short and it's been crazy because I was presented not only like early on in my choice of program in, you know, how things went down with my applications in all the way through my, you know, end of teammates, through starting this program, through finishing my first semester. Like I didn't think I'd be presented with so many actionable opportunities where just simply having the word in front of me as my intention for the year was almost this preemptive way to help me choose the right thing, right? It wasn't like in retrospect reflecting on the gaps. It was like a forethought of, okay, Tess, you you pledged and you promised and you prayed for a year of integrity. And so here's an opportunity. Are you going to make a choice in integrity or not? Right. It was, it was kind of crazy. Like I just, you know, so I think it was more action. It was more of a verb than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a noun in all honesty.
0: I think we have very different spiritual beliefs and I, I so love and admire that we can be so respectful of that and one another and we can, we can talk about it. And we, we know that about one another, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're talking about this, you came to that in prayer I came to my word of the year in meditation and in um, nature and in Mm -hmm. reflection. But as you know, I'm a big believer in manifesting and Mm -hmm. the law of attraction. And essentially the law of attraction is what happens when you name something out loud. Yep. Yep. It shows up and it, it's kind of the phrase, I mean, we're talking about wishing, be careful what you wish for. I didn't know either how integrity would show up for you. Mm-hmm. I always saw it as a verb, but it became an action verb for you in many ways that you were presented with a choice of how do I handle doing, what's truly the right thing to do here? Yeah. And that's walking. That is walking mm-hmm. in integrity Yeah, is when we choose to do, no matter what, what we know is the right thing to do. And of course, that's mm-hmm. you know subjective for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our values are different. Our our approach to things is very different. But when I, I think about what's happened once I named the muse, once I let the muse out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what happened? And there were times when be careful what you wish for um, was no joke. Like, yeah. oh, she's out now. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I remember, and I'm, I'm sure I've said this here on on the podcast pre- uh, previously, but I, I had a high school friend who um, – he and I were friends when, before, and it's really how I met Lauren and Sean's dad, and he and I became best of friends, and I mean, we would have such great conversations together, but I remember probably, it was maybe a year or two after Sean was born, I remember Kirk saying to me, Allison, you gotta let that inner rock star out once in a while, or she's gonna get out on her own, mm-hmm. and it will not be good <laughs> if, if she breaks free, um let her out. Mm-hmm. And this year I just got to let the muse be free. And it was kind of amazing what happened once I named mm-hmm. her. I love um that. and I know that that sounds kooky and woo-woo and off the <laughs> charts wackadoodle to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure people who read my blog and read the letter that I wrote mm-hmm. to Penny Lane were probably like <laughs> Okay. (laughs) What's happening to her in Colorado? What (laughs) is she really doing out there? But it was so important for me to have gratitude Mm -hmm. for what has happened to me this year, the lessons that I've learned, um, the ways that I silenced in some ways, my inner critic who has been present for 46 years Mm -hmm. and I silenced other voices, not necessarily silenced, but Put those other voices further back from the stage and allowed my deep inner soul voice mm-hmm. to be center stage okay. um, and I have realized who my friends are as you we often learn in those ways I've learned where judgment sometimes comes from
2: mm-hmm. I've
0: learned a lot by really kind of learning these different parts of myself that I didn't Mm
2: -hmm. know
0: as well. So I think it's interesting what happens when we, when we name something or someone Mm -hmm. or a word and how that might manifest in our life. I'm curious as to what you have, what you're doing to, so I'm big in ritual and closing out the year Mm -hmm. and opening the new. So I'm curious as to how you have honored integrity and how Mm -hmm. you're closing out the year.
1: Yes. So Um, You know, I am as well and um, big into reflection and ritual. And so, um, you know, I close out and reflect upon the year in the same space that I project and forecast for the year to come. Um, So they happen um, as like nice bookends um, during my birthday trip every year. So um, I have been kind of continually reflecting, actually it was the last podcast that we recorded where you were like, and let's plan for a time to like guess each other's words of the year again. And I was like, oh, I have not even thought about that because integrity is still so palpable and it always will be, right? Like part of when this really came to me and hit me as my word of the year was in the realization that it is my number one value. And I hadn't really put words to that. Like it was the string of continuity through all the, every point in my life, right? Was Mm -hmm. the points I was so frustrated with myself or shameful about things I did was points where I didn't feel like I was living in integrity. Mm -hmm. And so it will always continue to be a very realistic presence knowing that that's like my number one value. So, um, So I think I hadn't even like taken a moment to really pray about what, I needed in this coming year um, until the last podcast and so um, but since then I've really been reflecting and there have been some really tangible ways like goals that I had in terms of how I wanted to live in integrity and like one of those I posted on social media like one of those things was working to decolonize my bookshelf Um, that authors of color um, that I read were primarily authors that spoke on race and on American society. But there are people of color who are incredible authors that are in every single in, in fiction, in nonfiction, in theology, in social science, like whatever I'm reading, regardless, like non-race specific related books there is probably an author of color but because of my own whiteness and because of my circle or who i'm connected with on social or who i'm connected with on goodreads right like my you know the book app um you know i i had book recommendations that were primarily whitewashed and when i examined who i read in 2020 the authors it was very white and the people of color that i read were um authors that were primarily talking about race-related issues. Um, And so I really wanted to, in an effort of integrity, like really believing in anti-racist work um and doing everything that i can not just in social sciences and in my career and calling but in every area of my life right that's integrity i show up as the same person everywhere and one of my greatest areas that i show up is as an avid reader and consumer of books um fiction and non-fiction and so um you know, this whole year, every time I selected a book for my book of the month book club, every time I was like, okay, I just need a palate cleanser of a fiction book to, you know, before I re-engage with my schoolwork or re-engage with my thesis, whatever it was, I intentionally made a choice to say, is there something of a similar storyline that might be interesting to me that was written by a person of color instead? And I was shocked when I crunched the numbers a couple weeks ago of like, I literally... The geek in me i created pie charts right of like the race and ethnic indicators um, of the authors that i read last year compared to this year and it is crazy how diverse my author pool was this year and i loved it and i think i've been exposed to so many more storylines than i would have if i wasn't just simply intentional about it and that was like one like really specific actionable item i had in my year of integrity um And so I've been like doing those reflective points. Right. And I think I think it's hard for me um, because I've just had so much change and so many like so much has happened in the year of 2021 for me in my life. And um, and so there's so much to process still. But primarily I process primarily during my solo trip. So I am um, headed after I get back from the holidays. I'm headed um, on like five. It's a four, four day trip. Um, just a uh, to um, Cape Cod in Massachusetts. I found a cabin on the water. Bring up a bottle of wine when I take the train up there and just like reflect. And I actually have a set of guided reflection questions that I use every year. And it's a walk back through the previous year. It's like. You know, like I love the daily examine, the Ignatian spiritual practice of, you know, walk back through your day. What were the moments where you were walking towards God and what were the moments where you're walking away from God? And um, just like a prayer of the daily examine that I have known for most of my life um, was taught this at a very young age. Um, And it's like a year long examine, Mm -hmm. basically. It's like chart back through your year. Basically, what were the high moments? What were the low moments? You know, where did God show up? Where did you feel distance? Um, And that allows me to reflect through the lens of my word of the year. Um, But then a bookend to that, right? Like, so normally I spend a day or a day and a half, like kind of working through those questions as I'm exploring or doing whatever on my trip. And then the other couple of days or day and a half um, I spend in the forecasting questions the future focused questions um, and I love those bookends because I think that's how my brain works like where I'm going is so much affected by where I've been right yes note my context um, all of it everything is filtered through the lens of of who I am now as opposed to who I was on December 13th of 2020 compared to who I was on December 13th of 2019 right like I'm such a different person from then i've grown and learned and reflected and challenged myself and and i want to acknowledge that and so it's always simultaneous a little bit of the reflection and the future casting so that's kind of my plan so there have definitely been things i've things that i've done already like points i've reflected on already but there's a lot still to come but to process
0: So I laughed, um, I mean, when you said decolonizing my bookshelf, I was like, what an example of action-based intentional integrity. And then I immediately thought of your learner. So I think a good question for our listeners would be whether they choose a word of the year or they look back and they reflect on their goals over the year, um, what strength gave agency to Mm -hmm. the intentionality? So your learner gave agency to integrity. Mm-hmm. Your context is giving agency to your planning for the year ahead. Absolutely. So I love that all the time, like I'm, you know, you go into your bookshelf and you've got pie charts about your bookshelf. That's learner. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> Strategic. <Professor yep>. Tests. <laughs> yes. So and then I was thinking about how um, my my choices around the muse have been about music, very mm-hmm. intentional music. So my bookend, um, to the year that I started with the muse and music, I am, ra- I wrapped it up in Austin, mm-hmm. um, with a, a solo trip to Austin to be very intentional about exploring music. And, and, um, I'm, I have one more concert. I'm going to see Nathaniel Rateliff at mission ballroom. Mm-hmm. i really excited about that. So I'm kind of closing my year out in music and how, my Woo communication gave agency through me documenting it in the notes, music Mm -hmm. notes. And I hadn't really even thought about that until I thought about your pie charts. Um, And so there's such an opportunity that we have as humans in the world to be intentional, to choose, to live Mm -hmm. in integrity, to be present for others. There's just so many different ways that we can do that. I am grateful that these conversations allow me to remember that I just try to practice. Mm-hmm. And I won't always get it right exactly, but because of our connection as co-workers and now as great friends, we still continue to have meaningful dialogue
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the intention of, of just staying in practice of this. all the things that we've talked about for 91 episodes how they they come into culmination and they Mm -hmm. really have I do want to move us to future casting Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, which we we both love around uh, the words um, and the intentions that we have in the new year Mm -hmm. I will tell you that letting go of Muse is going to be harder for me than any other word has been Mm -hmm. and I think because it's almost given me permission to do things that seem selfish, um, wild, uh, not age appropriate, um, and fun. It's given me permission to be fun, and I don't want to lose that, Um, but a little bit of what I'm going to give some clues, and I'm hoping you will too, is that I've decided that Although I'm not a literary genius yet, I do love to write and I do find that my writing resonates with people. And I am sick of my own stories. I have grown Mm -hmm. tired of writing about woe is me and or Here's how you can turn this into a silver lining 101 by Allison Horn. I'm I'm (laughs) sick of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, as you know, I have a a personal Mm -hmm. blog. I have lots of uh, agency and capacity in the way that I write. And that is a superpower for me. It's a gift. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I am choosing to use my writing gift in a very different way this year. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that is uh, framing up my choice of my word of the year, I've already decided this is the soonest I've ever made a decision on mm. a word of the year, and when it came to me, I was like, and yes. Mm-hmm. So my word of the year, I will be utilizing my communication strength and my, my love of writing in a way that serves others um, with tremendous intentionality. Mm-hmm. I also see my word of the year as a pathway for growth and exploration and that's all I'm going to say about my word. I love it. The year for 2020. I'm so
1: excited. I'm so excited to hear what it is.
0: I have so many guesses in my head already. So I would love to hear yeah. um, any clues or insight that you can mm-hmm. give me, and if you haven't decided yet, that's okay, um, but what you're,
1: what you're pondering around yeah. uh, the year ahead. So I believe I have it, and um, also, unlike me because usually when it comes to me it comes like it sits in my gut and I just know right and I it's there in my gut but not with the same certitude that my word of the year has been like in my gut in the past and so um a little more prayer and pondering on it but um I think what I'm trying to think about like gosh, I didn't know about like clues or what I'm thinking of. Um, I do want to give you clues because I feel like it's a little, probably a little different than you would anticipate, at least in terms of what I'm thinking. Um, I, okay, so for me, what I've realized is, okay, yes, while we change and grow and um, progress as human beings every year, there are, there's like so much consistency in who we are at the same time. I know earlier I was like, I'm not the same person that I. In, so, in a lot of ways. Yes, but there's a lot of consistency in who we are. And so one of the things that happened is literally everything in my life changed this year. Like where I lived, what my space looked like, how I spend my time, what my job is, like every point of my life changed this year. And, um, but a lot of the patterns and the choices and who I was presented itself in a very similar way even though my life looks so different now than it did at the beginning of the year and so I think my goal or my word of the year right now um, if I believe I'm pretty sure that this is the one um, it's a, a little bit of a challenge to myself in the growth that I've always wanted to have in my life like I've always wanted to shift my life just a little bit, right? And, and not in a way of like not accepting who I am. I fully accept who I am. I think, but you know that one of my proclivities is to go to the extreme, right? To work a lot, to get involved in everything, to you know want to say yes to everything, right? Which I love about myself. Like I'm very passionate and committed when I do things. But I think the downside of that is I neglect myself a lot, and so part of my word of the year is trying to um, <laughs> um, challenging myself to prioritize myself as much as I prioritize the things that I believe in. And the things that I want to do and not just prioritizing my future self. Like I already found my stuff self like volunteering to like help on research so that I could get credit on published articles. And I'm like, I don't have the time for that, really. But I'm like in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, but I should say yes to it because it'll help my future self. But in the end, if it helps my future self while neglecting my present self, like that actually isn't helping my future self. So Wish all of this is, all of this, I know, I was thinking the same thing when you are explaining to me. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot involved in that. So I think there's a lot of, yeah, I just found myself very easily slipping back into the patterns of not resting, not enjoying, not being present, but always like making decisions out of what's going to be best for me in the future. And so part of my goal is to to try and find, like strike some sort of balance there. So Yeah. Okay.
0: Can't wait to guess.
1: Can't wait to guess. When are we guessing again? Okay. Yes. We actually like set dates on the calendar. On an Insta Live. Let me look. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. We, I think we decided, let's see. It was uh, January 5th. I have it on my calendar that you sent me at one o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Which should be two o'clock Central Standard Time, because most of our listeners are in CST, and three o'clock Eastern time for me. So um, so 2 p.m. CST, join us on Instagram live as we work to guess our each other's words of the year. Also feel free to send in submissions, but we would love for you to join live and comment as we are kind of discussing like we did last year so and then we will follow that up shortly after with kind of a debrief um explaining a little bit more of our words of the year so mm-hmm. but that'll be an official episode but we'll join us january 5th 2 p.m cst for instagram live guess a guess words of the year guessing game
0: i'm excited about that i, I, I want to guess terribly I know uh, tremendously right now, but I'm, I won't. Um, but I did take lots of notes and I will keep them. So if mm-hmm. I am, it's kind of like when I used to try to guess people's strengths.
1: Oh yeah. Um, oh
0: yeah. And I, I have a feeling, but uh, once again, you throw me a curveball sometimes mm-hmm. because similar to the time that I guessed hope, I was like, well, it's not going to be as simple as a word as hope. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling about this word mm-hmm. that it's simpler than I think it is okay. so now I'm kind of like I'll spend plenty of time thinking about it oh I know it's it's kind of like when I asked people in the music notes poll about what their favorite lyrics were
2: mm-hmm.
0: I got immediate immediate oh, yeah. responses and I got responses all week long mm-hmm. and people were so solid on them
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I sent that out and I had most of my responses within 15 minutes oh yeah which says to me you know the lyric you love Mm -hmm. if you respond that quickly and you are so in it and then I I had some more ponderings about that and I had um, one of my subscribers reached out and she said this will have me up all night thinking and I said that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason I ask those questions and and part of the reason I do this is if it creates space for you to get in your head in the best of ways I love that and so good I I do find that this word of the year has has, has helped me to explore music. I did not... I've gotten out of my rut of the same old music and have been listening to some really new things um, that have really opened my mind in a lot of ways and reminded me that I could be super judgy about my music Mm -hmm. and about other people's music. And anything that helps remind me that I have growth to do in acceptance and in judgment is important to me who knew that music would be Hmm. another pathway for that
1: I love it I loved reading everyone's too like reading like the words that matter like I spent probably five minutes just reading over so slowly like the three pages that you had of people's lyrics it was so good it was really really. and I
0: I kind of loved that um some that I received were lyrics that I would that I would love too. That mm-hmm. I have loved. Yeah. That surprised me. Um, that from the person that it came yeah, from, I was sure, like, sure. "Oh wait, whoa!" No, I didn't know that wow. you like that same kind of music. But then, um, some of the lyrics I was not familiar with at all, mm. and some of them were super funny. Um, like it was almost you know a tongue in cheek kind of hilarity to it mm-hmm. to the question, and then others were so deeply profound. Mm. And for me, lyrics are everything. And, mm-hmm. again, part of the reason that Music Notes began was because yeah. of that, share, that intimate sharing of music that I missed, that I um, was wishing for mm-hmm. to continue, and instead of wishing created agency in a way to help um, other people share their voices and other people mm-hmm. think and ponder around those things. Music is tremendously um, important to me. I've thought about one of the things that we've discussed on here, but, you know, lyrics are everything to me. But, and you had talked about
2: mm-hmm.
0: melody. And I um, had a friend who also shared that it was the way that they could process emotion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have come to understand that more
2: mm-hmm.
0: through all the travels that this year has brought. Um, And when I wrote to Penny, I thanked her for the things I didn't expect. I did not expect to travel the way that I traveled. I did not expect to fall in love with traveling. I mean, yeah, I've always loved an airport, but wow, do I I love Mm -hmm. to travel. I didn't expect to see myself uh, through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And so, that has been a great bookend in in naming oh, naming man. the muse, giving gratitude toward the muse, and then just kind of maybe turning a corner on um, some growth that I needed for a long, long time.
1: Mm, I love that. Hmm. Oh, man. Okay. So in terms of what we want to task our readers with, I think one of the big things, I mean, apart from, I mean, just reflecting on your intentions, your goals, your word of the year, however you went into 2021, where are you at now coming out of 2021? Um, Also, the question that you had posed earlier was really how do your strengths inform Uh, your actions for along with your intentions and your goals like how maybe did they inform the choice of it and then how it has has shown up throughout the year of 2021 so I think that's um, we've seen that so much and I did not name it but I really want to name your connectedness like I that's in for me when you said muse was your word the year like in my mind yes communication lends into that yes strategic lends into that because of strategic with music for you um, and the keyboard and things like that but it's naming your naming muse naming her calling her out letting her have a lot more power in your life um, than you have in the past I mean in, in my mind it's all connectedness like I just you know, so anyway, I want to spot that. I know that you know that, but I will spot it here. And I know you've already spotted a lot of my um, learner and uh, context when it comes to integrity, for sure.
0: And I do think it's important for our listeners to think about that in relationship to strengths. It's mm-hmm. how it, you know, gives us the it puts the wheels on the vehicle mm-hmm. to to make something happen. I also will task our listeners to what surprised you
2: mm-hmm.
0: in in this past year, where were the surprises that you weren't anticipating? Mm -hmm. That is not my word of the year for next year, but it is one of my favorite words and it's one of my favorite things. I just absolutely love surprise. And in reflecting on the year that was, I would love to know how people were surprised.
2: That's
1: good.
0: Awesome. Maybe you were surprised by a
1: Christmas tree. airport at the airport hopefully katie responds (laughs) (laughs) listens in response oh my gosh i love it well thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 91 of jen and millie if you enjoyed today's conversation consider sharing this episode with a friend to interact with us and share your responses to the questions that we posed the best way to do so is by giving us a follow on instagram at jen and millie that's at g-e-n-n-a-n-d-m-i-l-l-i-e until next time